Atlanta's number one radio stations. Swanky 93.3 and The Heat 94.6. Radio stations has you covered. From our studios to our newsroom at KLP Entertainment. Listen on all major audio platforms like Spotify, iHeartRadio, Audacity, Apple Podcast, Stitcher Podcast, Google Podcast, YouTube and more. <laughs> now get the hell out of here. This 4th of July, celebrate Gym Dependence Day. Wow. Come for the gym. Oh, thanks, man. Stay for the dependence. Little Michael Scott. Nope, I told you I don't like that joke. The Office Gym Dependence Day Marathon. All day Tuesday on Comedy Central. At Denny's, we're celebrating Baconalia with new creations starring Black Label Thick Cut Cherry Wood Bacon. Ready to satisfy your bacon obsession? At Denny's. It's diner time. And now, rewards members get two free strips of our new premium bacon for a limited time. JC tried Game Flings for the first time the other day and forgot where she was. You can always spot a first-timer. Gain flames with OxyBoost and Febreze. The entire world watched. That's one small step for man, one giant leap for mankind. And humanity saw that the sky was not the limit. Achievement. Pass it on from the Foundation for a Better Life at values.com. Get it, get it, get it, get it. Ladies and gentlemen, get it, get it, here it is. The world will listen to radio shows. Yo, 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 ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Yes, we are back here in the radio station of Swanky 93.3 and the Heat 94.6. And ladies and gentlemen, yes, this is the KLP Aftermath Season 6. I'm your host, KLP Kennedy Lucas. We've got my nearest and dearest. Simone Teagues is here in the studio as well. Welcome back to another exciting podcast here today. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back. Look, we were we enjoyed our couple of days off. We weren't in the offices. We weren't in the studios. Well, Simone, I'm lying because we were in, in the studio filming and, you know, filming another project and getting some subtitles and stuff done for the hit new movie Faster. Again, our, our newest movie Faster is coming up. And we had to finish up our subtitles and get things together for the release date of that. And it was, I don't know, that was a very, very fun time, but it was a very tedious process. You guys can check it on my Instagram. I've posted and told you guys about the whole, um, not hoobla. I don't want to say it like that, Simone. It's not a hoobla moment, but just it was a lot of, it was a lot of typing and a lot of writing up things. And, you know, when you're dealing with closed captions and subtitles, Yes, you got to make sure that everything flows really, really well. Um, that was the grand slam of my weekend, the beginning of my weekend. Um, but we'll get to all of that, how everybody's weekend was. But I got to ask, Simone, how you doing? How's your weekend? Welcome back to the studio. How, how, how you feeling? So good, Kennedy. Good to be back here in the studio, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Again, it's your girl, Simone Teagues. Ready for another exciting podcast here today. My weekend was good, Kennedy. We were outside this weekend. I got a, hey, me and Kevin, we were outside, 
We pulled up on a couple of barbecues and saw some friends in Atlanta. Um, my friends wanted to go to this um, this thing. What was it? It was called like Look Up Atlanta, and they had like fireworks and 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 food there in Atlanta. So we we popped up, and it was a it was a fun time because it wasn't as crowded. Where the Tommy and Kevin went, it wasn't as crowded, but you know to see uh to see everybody just out there happy and you know fourth of july and it was really mostly it was a day for for us to be kind of off right because fourth of july we're not going to go so politics into this show but we all know about fourth fourth of july so we went for the food we went for the fireworks we went for to just to have a good time because if there's an opportunity to where we can go and really go out and just enjoy the city of atlanta enjoy the food enjoy the people um you know that goes wonders it really goes wonders for all of us so that was the majority of my weekend popping up saw a couple of my girlfriends the last couple of days went out to eat again um went to the gym at one point but that was the grand slam weekend you know it was a nice little left four days off but it's good to be back here in the studio to give you guys yet another exciting uh, podcast so i'm very very thankful uh, for that as well. And Kennedy, we're, we're ready to rock and roll. Super excited as well, Simone. We're ready to rock and roll. As you mentioned here this morning, it's June 5th. Oh, June. Look at me, Simone. <laughs> Saying it's June. It's July 5th. Uh, wonderful, wonderful Wednesday. We've got a Grand Slam podcast today because we've got some, some you know, our, our two hosts, guest hosts, of course, um, very very excited very very excited because we've got miss monica gray she's getting ready to come up next and uh mr james myers now the reason why that they're on this show um and i wanted to go and get this part on out the way simone because a lot of people have been asking us about hey the beyond swanky podcast what happened to that uh show and I regret to inform our fan base that that show will be on the back burner for now. Uh, solely because KLP Aftermath, um, their numbers have been... And, and I hate to say this, Simone, because I, I really don't like to talk numbers on the show, but we got to talk business too. So with the Beyond Swinky podcast, it's going to be on the back burner for right now because KLP Aftermath has just been booming. Um it's been good you know having you on the show simone that's a very great part of it um you guys can check out on certain nights uh monica my girl monica she gets her own show monica gray in the evening she gets her own radio show check that out also on all major audio platforms by the way if you haven't listened to it yet um so yeah that's what's going on with our structure of their shows we're just keeping it one to two shows and you know with monica's show you know it's easy to produce her show because we're not you know, we have the mics and, and whatnot and, and the toys, bells and whistles, but I'm going to be on the behind the scenes of her show because it's her show. I don't want to take over her show. Um, but on this show, uh, we want to have everybody a part and it's going to be a Grand Slam show and you guys get one grand big podcast. So I, I hope I hope our fan base, Simone, I hope they like the decision that we we, we do, we, we've chosen. So that's just how we are going to do it. Um, and that's been another basis of the weekend. My weekend was um, producing her show as well. Uh, out to eat. Finally went to Buffalo's. Buffalo's is a a, a spot here in Gwinnett in the Gwinnett County area. 
um, that I go to. Um, we went out there, me and my brother, we got some wings and some, some curly fries and some potato chips uh, combo meal. So that was pretty good. And then yesterday, 4th of July, we didn't really do much, right? We had some friends come over. We did a little shindig, but it wasn't too much. Did some gaming yesterday. 4th of July, look, to me is an off day, right? I've not to get political because I'm about to get political about our topic today, but I don't care because it's the topic that I wanted to talk about. Um, Fourth of July. Hey, it was rainy. I wasn't outside as much, you know, going to cook different types of cookouts uh, as planned. You know, we were we, the rain. It was rainy. So that's what we got going on for sure. Now, Miss Monica Gray wanted to come on the show, of course coming back on the show because she has a juicy juicy conversation juicy topic that i think everybody should know about monica what you got hey guys it's your girl monica gray back on to the radio klp aftermath season six again it's your girl monica gray check out and kennedy i gotta do a little shameless plug i'm sorry because i'm very appreciative of, of my show and i gotta plug the hell out of my show so check out the monica gray in Monica Cray in the evening uh, radio show. Very, very excited. Very, very thankful. Uh, we look, that is a show that finally I've been waiting to get. And we talk about some juicy topics of conversation in that show. So go check it out. It's on the Heat 94.6 and Swinky 93.3, the radio station. Now, let's get to the topic that I want to talk about here. So I just recently did a video talking about the difference in how Susan Lawrence, the lady down in Florida, the white lady down in Florida who shot through the door and um, killed, I think you pronounce her name, Ajik, uh, but I'm not sure, Ajik Owen. She was a, a, a black mother who was going to confront her after she attacked her small children and called them the N-word and all these other horrible things. Um, I did a video talking about the difference between how they treated Sir, uh, Susan Lawrence versus how they treated Carlicia Hood, who, you know, whose son had to unfortunately unalive a gentleman because he was brutally and physically attacking his mother and could have easily have beaten her to death, okay? So in that video, what I spoke about was I, I spoke about how they were trying to set things up to make it so that Susan Lawrence would be the next George Zimmerman. They're trying to set things up to where she can just totally and completely get off or just get a, a light tap on her wrist. Um, shortly after I did that video, they came out and said that there wasn't enough to warrant charging her with murder, right? And so this is the, the case where the neighbors and everyone had been calling the police on this woman. So this woman has a long history of having the police called on her because of the things that she's been doing to the neighborhood. And not only that, but she admitted to calling the children the N-word. So I'm trying to figure out how this would not qualify as a hate crime as well, since she has admitted to doing these things, admitted to calling them, you know, slaves and all this other stuff. But... So that's why I'm saying that they're trying to set things up to do a George Zimmerman for her. And so I'm the kind of person to where I kind of try to keep an eye on the news, you know, 
within this country and internationally and things like that i'm also a believer in the most high okay and so every time you turn around there's something going on in florida right and it's always something bad so it's almost like things are slowly you know little things keep happening here and there down in florida you keep having situations politically and legally environmentally with the wildlife down there it's just you know off the rails all these are wild critters that aren't native to that particular part of the world are there down there just wrecking havoc you know throughout the land and so anyone who has any sort of connection to the most high will look at that and be like okay well that's not good that that almost sounds like plagues are being sent to that particular area and so i just want to kind of give a heads up you know the the naac i think it was the naacp i can't remember one of those organizations kind of gave a warning for black people to tell them not to go down there and i advise you to heed that warning and for my sisters and brothers who are already down there Hopefully you're you're praying and you're keeping in touch with the Most High and allowing Him to lead you and guide you because I just have a sneaking suspicion that all of this stuff because they keep doing so much lowdown stuff down in Florida and not only that but any of you who study our history in this country you will see that Florida um, was one of the states just went above and beyond so far as their brutality when you hear stories about you know slave children babies being used as alligator bait those stories are coming from down in florida so if you got a whole pot of demons um florida was kind of like one of the head top demons in, in, in terms of the brutality and the savagery that they carry out towards black people okay and so i just have one of those sneaking suspicions in my spirit that something's getting ready to pop off down there now i don't know whether it's going to be before they try to exonerate this woman because i have a feeling either they're going to try to let her off or get her off completely or they're going to try to give her a little slap on the wrist to make it seem like they actually did something um as a way of, of you know punishing her for what she did for outright cold-blooded murder of this mother in front of one of her children and so you already saw what happened with, you know, Trayvon Martin, um, you know, with George Zimmerman and how he also had a history of just being off the rails and, you know, being, you know, this problematic person. And then after he got off, he continued to be so. And so I just think that, you know, sometimes the most high will give you a warning when you're going in the in the wrong direction. And when you have people or a group of people who are just dead set on being reprobate in the mind, they're just going to ignore those. They're going to keep telling you about how, how they are Christian and they evangelical and Christian moral values. But that has nothing to do with them having any sort of love or reverence for the most high himself. Okay. And so I'm just giving this heads up because I just have a feeling in my spirit that something is about, you know, is getting ready to pop off down there. And like I said, I don't know if it's going to be um, before they try to exonerate this woman or shortly thereafter. But I just have a feeling in my spirit that all this, all this stuff that keeps happening down there is just 
is just showing you that things are just ramping up and there's going to be initially there's going to be a crescendo okay so to my brothers and sisters if you're not down there don't go down there if you are already there you know you need to be praying and ask the most high what you need to do whether you need to move and get up out of there or whether you just need to hunker down but whatever it is keep your head on a swivel you know make sure that you're not just you know going out just out in the street you know try to go go to work do your little grocery shopping and as a matter of fact if you have the resources i wouldn't even do that i would have all my stuff delivered to my house i, I just wouldn't be it's just too much stuff going on down there and it's too they're too comfortable in the things that they're doing in the wrong and the evil and the demonic stuff that they're doing they're just too it's almost like they're mocking god it's almost like they're throwing their evil in his face and saying you know well we're going to do whatever we want to do because we have the authority we have the power and you know anybody who has read their bible or has a relationship with the most high you know that that's not a good idea to do okay you you just know that that's not something you want to do okay so i just wanted to just put that little heads up uh concerning that because i'm looking at all this stuff going on and it's just weird stuff and i'm like good gracious they have a lot of weird stuff uh going on down there so yeah i just wanted to to put that message out there to give the the family a heads up especially black women you know you know the situation as it comes to us you know make sure you're looking out for you and your babies and trying to keep them as safe as possible keep them from the the you know the fair skin uh or the white demons and the black demons and the asian demons just try to keep your family safe stay prayed up try to keep your family yourselves your family your babies safe yeah it's it's important it's important to keep um keep people safe right keep your family safe keep everybody safe um because we do live in some 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 rough times we, we do um so coming up next since i'm here on safety and, and family um yeah i gotta get into it it's been itching on myself not like a well kind of like a bad rash and Simone I've had rashes like this like I had rashes before but uh ew <laughs> but uh this this topic has been weighing very very heavy um the last couple days and normally I don't like to talk about politics when it comes to our shows and we do have some hip-hop news as well and and james is here to talk about sports news as well so it's going to be a great podcast for sure the entertainment side but i would be remiss as a influencer podcaster radio show personnel i don't know i would feel some sort of remiss if i didn't get to this topic now we all know the supreme court did a lot of confusing um decisions on friday and i wanted to just kind of talk about it comment below if you agree if you disagree you know we are a friendly podcast we i do welcome a lot of opinions on our show uh, just be respectful um and i say that because i've had trolls before that just would you know would say anything harsh and, and rash just to get the attention again i we welcome comments and and whatnot how you feel about this we welcome that just be respectful in the comment box not only on youtube but on like i heard radio's comic box and, and and audacity and google podcasts comment box just be respectful um but i need to dabble on into this topic of conversation because it's really 
it really grinds my gears, Simone and Monica and James. It really, it really got to me uh, today. Uh, well, not today, the last couple days. Now, coming in, Supreme Court ruled a lot of confusing decisions. Um, first decision, obviously, student loans. Now, Biden has been trying to uh, have it to where you, he shaves off about $10,000 if you took on financial aid loans, um, shave off about 10000 just just to help you out. Now, it's not going to be a full loan forgiveness for a lot of people, but maybe this, this could help you or maybe it can't help you. I don't know. I don't know everybody's financial aid situation. We don't we don't know anything about this, but I'm just kind of confused about how, you know, we're in this society where COVID hit us very, very harshly. It did. Let's be honest. It hit us. Um, a lot of people are not going to be ready to start paying off their loans. Let's call a spade a spade. Simply because things have, have become more expensive. I went to the grocery store a couple of days ago. I want to say it was Saturday because typically I go to the grocery store on Saturday. So I'm over here. Looking at the prices of breakfast bars, for an example, like the almond breakfast bars back in the day, those things, a box of, of I want to say a 12 pack small, a box of 12 packs used to be $1 and 20 cents at Kroger. Now them shits is $2 and 15 cents, right? Same kind of deal. I went, I needed to get some cream cheese. Now, obviously, Philadelphia is the branded for cream cheese. Of course, you're going to pay $5 because you're paying for the brand. When if it, it, The little tidbit about me. When I go to the grocery store, I don't buy the name brand stuff. I don't. It's expensive. It does the same thing as the knockoff brands. I don't care who disagrees with me on that part. If you get something that does the same thing, but it just doesn't have that brand name on it, and you're saving a couple of, a couple of dollars, ain't nothing wrong with saving a couple of dollars. Because honestly, I've saved a couple of dollars because I've been buying off-brand stuff. Now, obviously, sometimes the off-brand stuff may not work as much as the branded stuff, but sometimes, hey, you need to save money. You buy the off-brand. You do what it it does what it need to do, right? So, case in point. We're not ready to start paying back our loans yet. We're not. We're not. We're not at the. I don't care what people are saying on the news. People are saying, "Oh, our our economy's better now." No, it is not. Right? Because a lot of things are things are things are expensive. Groceries is high. Gas is high. Right? Products that we want to buy are high. Things are high. So. I can kind of understand and look I look I'm not swinging for the republic or democratic I'm not I'm neither right but I can kind of understand that Biden say okay let's shave $10,000 from student loans maybe that can possibly help somebody right we'll take something out of nothing right so the idea was to me the idea was okay right you know this is trying to shave off student loans and we all know right a lot of people are saying, hey, well, you decided to take the loan. Yes, we did. And the reason why people decided to take loans to go to school, because back then people needed to go to school in order to get a good job. Right. A lot of people are going to or trying to go to school to educate themselves because some of these jobs are not going to hire somebody 
based off back then based off skill that was back then nowadays jobs don't want to hire at all right some jobs want to hire say they're hiring have you go through the application process and and they'll they'll give you that email we all have gotten that email before sorry thank you for your application we regret to inform you we've moved on to another candidate no you just you just wasted people's time right because you hr says hey you need to put out an ad for a job for hiring so that way it makes our company look good it's law it's hr it's an hr thing you can't go against hr so that's what i feel like some companies they uh they really just hire just to say hey we're hiring but we're really not gonna hire right it's an hr thing they're telling us to do it so you know we're just gonna hire some jobs are really looking for people right jobs in education right universities are they're they're looking for people now i say to a lot of universities no you can't hire but then try to pay people pennies for a long list of tasks that you want them to do you need to start paying people what they're worth right because a lot of people unfortunately a lot of people are leaving education simply because they're not making enough money and they don't see any pay raises going up unless you're a professor or a dean if you work any uh, any other uh, departments in education and you're not getting paid well, that's why people are leaving because they say, "Nah, I'm not making enough money doing this. I could be making I can making be making twice as much doing something else." So that's a keynote to a lot of um, universities. Like, hey, pay people what they're worth. First of all, um, so obviously the Supreme Court, Simone, um, they they declined that deal. It didn't go through. Um. And they say, oh, everybody's supposed to be ready to pay back October 1st. That's not going to happen. I'm sorry. I I wish our economy was better. I wish people felt comfortable to say, yeah, I'm ready to start paying back my student loans. But no. And it's kind of sad for that, that aspect, simply because a lot of people, a lot of young generations that's after us, they're thinking, oh, I don't want to be in debt. Screw going to college. I'll just work right because it seems like the better option just to work and not have your credit score affected and not being loan debt right so because we're living in this society too like a lot of jobs don't even care if you got an education right you can flip burgers at mcdonald's and make twenty dollars an hour right so g- generations that's younger than that's younger than us they're probably gonna say oh i'll just work at mcdonald's because i can make twenty dollars an hour i can get a roommate i can get a cash car and i'll be straight right that's where a lot of generation i feel like a lot of generation uh people that's coming in that's gonna say hey i don't want to be in loan debt so i'm good on this right so it's it's a it's interesting it's so interesting that this this happened for for us for sure in in our economy but i don't think simone honestly we're not gonna be ready to pay these loans back in october what i think is gonna happen and i'm very very skeptical i think that they're gonna push back the return of loans and then we'll have to wait and see when the next presidential campaign comes in and see what happens there we just can't we're not ready we as in america we're not ready to start paying back loans we're not right also you have generations like mine that don't even like when and i've said this plenty of times like yeah i don't want kids because it's why would i bring a kid into this uh, in this world right now but yeah why would i bring a kid right now right if i had student loan debt and 
I got to start paying that back and then I got to pay rent and then I got to pay my other expenses. And imagine trying to do all that and have kids in your life that you got to feed. It's it's not livable. It's not livable. So then you got people like me, hate it, hate it or not. Yeah, we don't want kids because why not? I'm not bringing a kid into this in, in this environment. This crazy world that we live in. So I don't know. It's, it's very interesting. So they, they they struck that down. Right. Another thing. And I, I, I guess I'm very passionate about this because we I also work in education. Right. So um, without naming the institution, I work that because, you know, we all know I've been in trouble naming my institution. They've been coming after me. So I'm not going to mention the institution, but I understand about education being affected and things being super affected for us people who are in education right so another thing that they struck down the supreme court struck down was the uh the ability if you're if you're if you're a person of color so african-american of of, of in color too you know they can't you can't use that as a factor for your college admissions so you mean to tell me that let's say an african-american wants to uh wants to go to college right better better than themselves in education and a lot of universities have scholarships for african-americans to where hey if you're an african-american yeah you get a scholarship so you mean to tell me that from my perspective guys this is where where i viewed it i might be wrong i might be correct comment below just keep it nice and and and, and nice and, and colorful for us don't don't cuss out cuss us out now but you mean to tell us that if you work really hard to get in college, you're a young African-American, and you find a scholarship, I don't know what it's called, but a scholarship to where if you characterize and you, if you are, are described as African-American, you get a scholarship, universities now have the right to revoke that, making it harder for us to go to college. That's technically what the supreme court is kind of telling me right i don't think that's fair i know i say that because life ain't fair but that's just really really wrong because now you making it even harder for us to go to college that's what you're saying where your average schmojo who can't afford it and have to take loans unfortunately have to take loans to better his education you're shutting that down because you don't think is a factor of being african-american in admissions for college these are the people we elect people that serves on our supreme court right um i'm sad i'm upset it it does it doesn't make any form of sense um there was another law that another thing the supreme court says that hey certain uh pop uh smaller businesses can refuse lgbtq communities right so if you're in that if you're in the community now businesses have the right to refuse you because you're in the in the community in the lgbtq community unfortunate very very fortunate i say to a lot of people with that stand be careful where you go i mean you won't you're going to see discrimination everywhere. That's unfortunate, but that's life. You're going to see that everywhere. Don't be in the boondocks, the countryside, the boondocks, the 
yellow belly type areas and i ain't racist to it but just be if you're in the community because that's where i feel and i don't care i'll say it that's where i feel that's the most discrimination against the lgbt community is the country backside backwood yellow belly type areas so you wouldn't catch me there i'm here in atlanta or we're all here in atlanta you rarely gonna see that in atlanta um but just be careful where you go honestly when it comes down to that you know if hey if they ain't gonna serve you it's not worth a fight find somewhere else you don't have to support that business and that's you know bad karma comes around you know bad karma does come around so again guys comment below let me let me know what y'all think this morning i i was very upset about this this concept simply because um it was a sad thing it was a very very sad feeling and you know i i felt i didn't feel at ease when it came down to it i really didn't so let me know what y'all think for sure as we get in some phones cut on off here everybody's texting us and whatnot but yeah it's unfortunate very very unfortunate yeah, we're all praying for everybody. Whether you took student loans or, you know, you're African-American like us here in the studio trying to just better your life. Um, prayers go out to y'all. I mean, honestly, it's, it's it's a harsh reality that we live in. And it's it's unfortunate. It really is. But we're going to shift gears, Kennedy, because I wanted to talk about this. Now, we're talking about... Um, now, moving, shifting gears, actually. Talking about hip-hop news for the podcast. And this one... <laughs> This one was very viral. Um, shout out to the the main balls, Ricky Ross. Uh, oh, I sorry, I had to do it. Shout out to Rick Ross. Uh, we all saw it, and it was very, very interesting that we. Uh, it wasn't interesting that we saw it because it, it's unfortunate for him, but it's viral now. Rick Ross admits it, he's he's not okay after viral diving blunder. Um, and yesterday morning, I woke up cooked me a 4th of July breakfast and I saw it on Instagram. He took to Instagram to explain and of course the shave room reposted it and he said he grew tired. Now if you guys don't know, he was throwing a party. He was throwing an event at his at his uh, his compound the Promised Land Estates right here in Georgia. Um, this was on Sunday, July 2nd and he decided to step up to the diving board to perform what he called the Dubber Decker Slapper he promised this on social media earlier within the week, and we all saw it. And it went viral because it was it was a complete fail. Like he blew out his knee and seemed like they looked like it hurt like hell. They looked like it really, really hurt. Um, so he took to social media, and the dive didn't go quite as planned, right? With his knee given away at the vital moment of this jump, as guests watched on the edge, and it was funny about it, Kennedy. Guests watched it. And they immediately poked out their phones. Like, they poked out the phones to watch him do the stunt, to do what he needed to do. But it didn't really work out for him because it just, it, it flopped. You know, no pun intended. But, um, so Rick Ross on, uh, uh, July 3rd, two days ago, he responded. Uh, this was, uh, wondering how he's doing after the diving blunder. He's claiming that he's not okay. He went on to compare the damage to his knees, to tires going flat. Uh, this is what he uh, said. Uh, I'm getting all in the DMs this morning. Rose, I saw you do your dive. Are you okay? And he said on Instagram story, this is what he said. He says, well, I'm going to be honest. Am I okay? Of course not. I blew my tire. 
I got on stage and I was feeling the energy and all the support from all the baddies because he had a lot of baddies at this party, right? I peeped it. It's a lot of baddies. And the biggest pool, he said, the biggest pool in the country. Uh, sure, because the promised land is here in Atlanta. That's his house. Um, I got to say, though, Rick Ross is very... He's very bold to have a lot of people at his house house, right? You know, we always say, mention our homes and whatnot, but we also keep our homes private. We don't like to share where we live in particular um, because that's very private for us. Um, so I just got to give that up to him. He's a real boss for that, really. Uh, no pun intended again because, like, I, I don't think I could ever do that. Now, he said I gave everything, everybody my word, uh, that I would do the double decker slapper. I said that on my story earlier this week, the double decker slapper. What is that? Who knows? I've never heard of it. I made it up on the diving board. I did a double bounce and boy, my knee caught a flat. It did. We saw it. It is unfortunate, but honestly, Rick Ross is going to bounce back from this as well. I look, you know, the promised land is worth an estimate of 75 million. Uh, when he's done with it, um, you know, he's still going to be the biggest boss, right? He's still going to make money. He's still going to do his thing. Um, I think maybe a lot of people are going to talk about it. I'm sure probably the Breakfast Club is probably already talking about it. Joe Budden Podcast is probably going to talk about it as well. So everybody's, and hey, even we're talking about it. Um, like I say, it was, a, it was an unfortunate thing, but it did go viral. And he was like, whoa, uh, that's embarrassing because you got all those phones around and now it's like, okay, everybody's posting it on your social media. So, uh, yeah, it's unfortunate, but Ross, you fine, man. You you good. No worries. So, yeah, Rick Ross, you good, man. Uh, I, I try not to laugh, but I kind of smirked. And I feel bad because I'm a huge Rick Ross fan. But, hell, he richer than me. So, I can't even laugh too much about it. Um, speaking of disasters... You like what I did there, Simone, didn't you? Mm-hmm. Um, yes, we've got to talk about it. We've got to talk about this show that I had high hopes for. We got to talk about HBO's The Idol. Now, look, um, this show had so much potential. So much potential that this show had, but I look, I. Mm. I wish they would have just had a little bit more oomph into this this uh, this episode or this 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 show series. Now, um, the final finale, this weekend's controversial HBO show, ends with a twist. Um, if you guys don't know what the Idol is, it's a hit show, or I can't say hit, I I can't say that, but the Idol is a show from HBO, starring Lily Rose Depp in the weekend, along with Jenny Kim, Troye Vaughn. Rachel Sonat and Asuana Sun, you know, those are artists, musicians, actors, obviously. Um, they've been dabbling into this this role of light here. And when I first saw the first episode, I was very, very intrigued. I was very, very excited when I saw the, the very first episode. I said, okay, this is Sam Livingston's next project, so this has to be good. Now, the character of Jocelyn and Tedros, it didn't end up where audience might expect it. Um, to me, and I'm just going to give my full synopsis first before we dive into the analysts of this, this uh, episode. They filmed the last episode. Number one, they only have five episodes within this season, 
right? So five episodes in. Um, they filmed it as if they know they're going to get canceled. That's where I kind of get from. The, we'll get the vibe from watching the last episode a couple days ago. They filmed it as if this was a sweet bow at the end, right? There, there's not going to be any more seasons. This is it. Because towards the end of the episode, Jocelyn, she gets music and she's on tour. And then she brings Tedros on tour. And they fall in love. And then there's that happy ending, right? So it's like, okay, as I'm watching this, I said, okay, yeah, they're going to get canceled. They, they probably knew they're going to get canceled. Because it just didn't hit the numbers that a lot of people were, were talking about. Now, from the start of it, there were has been a lot of talk about uh, when it comes to HBO's buzzing series, The Idol which was co-created and co-starred Abel The Weeknd, uh, Tisfaye. Uh, the drama followed a pop star, Jocelyn, played by Lily Rose Depp, who's recovering from a nervous breakdown when she meets Te- uh, Tedros, uh, uh, The Weeknd's character, uh, a secret cult's leader. Now, there's no surprise that the unexpected turnaround Sunday's final left much to be discussed. I wanted to talk about it because i thought this was going to i thought they were going to really knowing that if my if they had a way to get another season they probably would have filmed this as a cliffhanger because a lot of shows do that they leave things off as a cliffhanger leaving you thinking like what the actual like what's going to happen next and then they say okay tune in for season two now in addition to the topics that have already been serviced all over the internet simone uh, about everything from the controversial controversy to the cast uh, it's just a look that we're gonna look now how did the season end what was the big twist now in the final episode of the show viewers learned that Jocelyn whom we thought was being controlled by Tetros was in fact manipulating him when I saw that like the first couple of minutes of the of the show and seeing that how she was in control I feel like okay what happened? To make her be more in control. There had to have been some sort of uh, climax that happened between Jocelyn and Tedros. Because last episode 4, you know, she's getting controlled by Tedros in that one episode. And then the final episode, now she's in control all, all of a sudden. Right? What happened in between that? And they didn't, to me, they didn't really give, give us that. Right? So we watched a Jocelyn booted uh, Tesla out of, T- Tedros out of the life. She kicks her, kicks him out. Uh, calling him out as a con man and a fraud her manager even offered him fifty five hundred thousand dollars to go and the news reporters wrote a prominent story about his background as a pimp again like i say they're they're rushing it because they say hey we're gonna get canceled anyway let's go ahead and just make this it now the show then jumped ahead six weeks again they're jumping a lot in this episode now they jumped ahead six weeks and they pick back up with a public shame. Tedros, who's now dealing with financial in- issues, becomes a negative media attention attending the opening night of uh, Jocelyn's latest tour. Quite confusing. Uh, it's so it's so confusing to the point where I a lot of people fell off. Right? It, they fell off to me, and I, like I say, I don't think they're gonna get another another season, Simone. Yeah, it's a, it's a bit confusing as well. Uh, I saw it. And Tedros then realized, though, Cody, that Jocelyn had been lying to him about her background and, and using him to for her own purposes the entire time. 
He never really been in the one in control is what people are saying. Uh, she brings him on stout stomp out on stage where she kissed him passionately declares him his lover uh, love of her life and uh, she he's hers forever she told him and uh, Goldstone over there and now he's back into the light of things I felt like they if they filmed this I can't say that they filmed this wrong but I felt that they didn't really and who who are we, right? We're just we're independent writers and filmmakers, so we're not gonna judge too harshly. But I felt that if they had writers to really be there and just really have their mind into it and really write down what they want to what they want to show us, the audiences, make it as to where there's more climax, right? I spoke to my a couple of my girlfriends over the weekend because of course we he, we were going to talk about this show here talk about the show here on this show and i was asking some of my girlfriends like hey you know have you seen the idol what's your take on the idol and a lot of my girlfriends would say that hey i'm bored i've tuned out right there's no climax it's you know manipulation and that's pretty much it and sex a whole bunch of sex right so i think from my perspective, Kennedy, I think they went in thinking that, hey, sex sales, because Euphoria had something, some of some similarities of these elements, so let's just make it like, kind of like that and see where we go, right? HBO is famous with that, right? Every show, every show that I've seen from HBO thus far, there's been some really deep sex scenes, like really deep ones. And they know how to con contrast and compose those really well. And that, that's the, hey, that, it, that, that's the show. But you got to have more than just that. You got to have climax. You got to have uh, propaganda. You got to have a story. You've got to have character development too. And I kind of felt like we didn't really get to see all the side characters. We didn't get to see their, their development, right? If I was the director or creative writer for the show, not only to see the background of Josh, Jocelyn's character, but I want to see characters from Xander or Troye Sivan. I want to see Jenny Kim from Blackpink. I want to see Diane. How did she come apart to working with Jocelyn, right? What's the background behind Tedros, right? We didn't get to see the background of all these characters. They just kind of popped up. And I think that's where they kind of missed the mark on that because they didn't expand on the character development of every character, right? Especially when it comes to uh, Destiny. She's one of my favorites. Like, what's her background? That's all I, I I would like to see. What's everybody's background into this show? So that way we know, okay, this is why, this is how they they led up to Jocelyn, right? Like I say, good show. Uh, it just, to me, it wasn't executed well. Um, they, their scores probably went down on the rating scores as well. Because it is just, it was a big, I don't know, it was a big, big twist. And it just wasn't as, I don't know, it just wasn't as good as I wanted it to be. Um, but, you know, it is what it is. Now, we do have some some fan reviewers uh, who reviewed this. Um, now, this person, Mr. AA, gave this show a uh, five-star. Uh, now, granted, this was three weeks ago, but this was the most uh, important, uh, the most uh, 
and actually let's do let's do let's do another review a day ago right because this is more accurate uh iwan stetska they say a five star they said the auto is an absolute stunning piece of art finally actual art coming out of hollywood uh lily rose did a unbelievable performance amazing perfection in acting and and that's the one thing i agree with this review yes the acting is amazing right there's nothing wrong about the acting it's just the execution to me wasn't that that great now the best show in decades bravo to johnny depp lily depp has finally taken your lessons uh to the next level stunning uh femininity sexuality extremely challenging performance amazing actors all across amazing actors all across gorgeous music and, and the music was great too like they had my teen in there uh of course the weekend there was the executive producer so you're gonna hear a lot of the weekend songs i he's smart too right because now he has his the, the idol soundtrack soundtrack as an ep right that's his business uh the future is here the music is taking on a new meaning can't even describe of course that's what that reviewer says um about the show and then we're looking forward to a bad one now this was about two weeks ago but we'll read it one star from grace hagen they say i do not like the speculate the beliefs and motives behind the creative team because this uh significers in dialogue uh, i don't think i said that right can make uh throughout the film tends to answer the assumption that consumers has and in many ways i feel that my assumption about abel tesfani tesfai excuse me and sam livingston had a abnormal fetishization of female sexuality is correct i i kind of agree i agree with that because it, like i mentioned is a bunch of sex in this show like you can't even watch this with your kids right the show the show easily could have concealed their deeper motives but the third episode confirmed that this show is not about exposing the exploitative aspect of the music industry as a form of the critic of course but as a part of the world exists um so what there's a question mark they ask um i agree you know it's a lot of it's a lot of sex in this show right you've got to have the stomach for it you can't watch it with your kids you got to watch it at low volume because there's a lot of moaning and you know let's say you're watching something and and, and lily depp's character's moaning jocelyn's moaning and your parents walk by they gonna think you're watching porn right um but like i say i agree with you kidding shows show could have been good acting is amazing but uh it just didn't hit it and uh, as you say because we both watched it you know the final episode and yeah i, I don't think they're gonna get renewed either agree simone uh yeah this and i i i sigh in this morning because this show gosh this show had so much potential it did it just didn't yeah it just it didn't hit right it did hit right um so like i say sam lives there i think he's gonna be fine he'll he'll probably be like okay well this show didn't work i'm going back to euphoria because that's the that's the money maker really um but oh man this show had so much potential um and it just didn't yeah, it, it didn't hit right to me. It really didn't. Now we've got James Myers up in the studio, and he's going to talk about sports. Yeah, he's talking about the Lakers. Go ahead, James. I'm expected to do basic things every day for three hours. Nobody asked me to be perfect. It's not about being perfect. 
I'm ad living for three hours. Nobody asked your job. You don't have to pay. Even as a pilot, not every landing is nailed. Not every takeoff is perfect. Just don't, you know, crash the thing. Um, Rob Palenka is the Lakers GM. Watching Laker fans react to common sense moves over the weekend was quite something. Common sense moves. So yes, the Lakers did have a did have a good weekend because they didn't do anything dumb. They didn't sign Russell Westbrook, right? So Palinka moved off Russell Westbrook. That was an obvious move. There's no reason for a parade. Why just sign him? So first of all, they retained two guys. They needed to. Austin Reeves, I like him a lot. Don't love him, but they got a reasonable contract and they retained him. They should. Not a pure point, not a pure shooter, but he plays well with LeBron. He initiates contract, can get other guys into foul trouble, works really hard. It's a reasonable price. They also retained Rui Hachimura. Long, nice body type in today's NBA, can guard the wing, good size. We saw Denver winning a title with size. Milwaukee won a title with size. I like Rui. Good players. Sometimes great knights, but good players. And Rob Palenka smartly retained them. He also added size to help Anthony Davis. He got Jackson Hayes, who's had some off-court trouble. Really, really talented young big. AD sometimes overwhelmed against Jokic and overwhelmed against the big when he's the Lakers' only big down uh, low with size and athleticism. So Jackson Hayes is a nice piece. AD also gets hurt a lot. He's going to miss 25 games. So Jackson Hayes, good common sense piece, comes with a little baggage but talented kid. They also added shooting with Gabe Vincent from Miami. Now it should be noted, Pat Riley, who's brilliant, would not pay him what the Lakers would. But he did shoot 38% on threes in the playoffs. He was very good in clutch situations. Miami in the playoffs. Lakers last year in the playoffs. LA is a big stage. I like the Gabe Vincent contract more probably than I'd like to sign him for. But he can play and he's played in big games. But Pat Riley did let him go. They also moved off Dennis Schroeder, who's been a bounce around the NBA guy for a long time talented, played hard for the Lakers, but a very erratic player you can't trust. Now, I would have bailed on D'Angelo Russell, but Rob Palenka deserves credit. It's only a two-year deal, meaning after next year, it'll be an expiring contract player. You'll be able to move him. He also can shoot. Now, he's erratic. He was awful against Denver. He's untrustable. He was benched. I would have tried to move off him. I'm sure the Lakers looked around for another guy that could add shooting, probably didn't want to pay for it or couldn't find him. So I even get the D'Lo move. It's a two-year deal. Those are the best deals. If Kyrie Irving's deal with Dallas was two years, it'd be a lot better than three. You have him for a year, you can move him after a year. None of these moves are Danny Ainge. They didn't reshape the roster. They retained the right two guys. They acquired some nice players. Cam Reddish is a nice player. They got him for a nickel. It's not going to change anything in May and June. And if LeBron and AD do, as they are prone to do, get banged up in the regular season, hopefully cross your fingers not late in the regular season, none of this stuff's going to matter. These aren't guys winning playoff series. But the Lakers have been such a 
mess for most of the last nine and ten years that competency is viewed as revolutionary these are basic moves that any smart GM could make I liked almost all of them Austin Reeves absolutely want him back there's a reason there wasn't a gigantic market for Austin Reeves he's an old 25 lot of years at college or closer to his ceiling than anybody wants to acknowledge he averages 10 a game I think it'll go to 15 or 16 he's the third best player in a playoff team but if AD or LeBron got hurt and he had to be the second you're not winning a playoff series against the Western Conference team next year because most of them are better don't turn competency and GM 101 into revolutionary nobody reshaped the roster brought back the right guys moved off the right guys got some cheap contracts it's a nice weekend for the Lakers all right so I was uh watching this weekend the greatest major league player of my life the single best major league baseball talent of my life yeah it's not close it's Shohei Otani now I wasn't around for Babe Ruth or Ty Cobb he's better Bo Jackson was good he couldn't pitch uh, Shohei Otani had quite a weekend, bomb after bomb after bomb against the D-backs. Does everybody understand what we're watching here? He leads baseball in all the big power stats, extra base hits, OPS, RBIs tied, home runs. He's also 7-3 and three on the mound. He doesn't really have a comp. You could say, well, MJ was the best offensive player and defensive player. But we demand that our NBA players actually play defense. Everybody except James Harden does. I'm talking about maybe Michael Phelps, who won 23 gold medals. The next closest was nine, and he was dominant in multiple swim categories. That's about the comp. <laughs> Michael Phelps, the greatest Olympian of all time. But this is what globalization does, and it's an amazing thing to sports. The best two NBA players now are Giannis and Jokic. Highly skilled bigs. And in America, the way it works is, is that specialization in a lot of different fields is key. Probably because of our uh, capitalistic nature. Uh, the more money you can make, the better. Everything's about specializing in this and specializing in that. If you're in tech, you're, you're a programmer or you're a coder. It's specializing. And in sports, you can shoot threes well. Uh, you're you're a rim protector. You're uh, now LeBron was the exception. Did almost everything well, but he's never been a great long distance shooter. But Europeans are different. The world is different. It's not about specializing. It's about if you want to get to America and make the, might make the most money in professional sports, because that's where all the money is. Outside of international soccer, the big money in basketball and baseball is in this country. It's be great at many things. Make yourself better, your team better, highly skilled. You watch European basketball players. They do multiple things well. I mean, Jokic can pass. He's an elite passer, elite shooter. He can rebound. He can direct traffic. He can handle the ball. Never had a center like Jokic. Embiid won the MVP, but it was more of an anti-Jokic vote. He's a much more layered player, and it's not particularly close than our bigs, especially the old bigs, like the, the Wilts and the Shaqs, or the Akeems. And Shohei Otani does everything well. And what's remarkable is how he garners all this power. He's 210 pounds. It's unbelievable. He's got like Aaron Judge power, 210 pound guy. He runs. He hits for power. He hits for average. He's a dominant pitcher. Um... 
highly skilled at a lot of things. It's part of what I'm watching with the globalization of sports. Now, I don't know if those players will always be as popular as domestic players, it is clearly an advantage in college basketball to be on television during March Madness and introduce Zion to us. You know, we didn't watch Jokic or Giannis first couple of years unless you were in Denver or in Milwaukee. But Shohei Otani, there's just nothing else even close. I mean, I love Bo Jackson. Wasn't pitching. Unbelievable weekend by the best pure. I know, I know you love Babe. And I know baseball fans romanticize the past. I get it. It's the sport. That's why there's so many great books on baseball. That's why baseball is so great on radio. It's the sport of storytelling and history and lore. Football's about next Sunday. NBA's about the playoffs. Soccer's about the next goal. But I know we romanticize, but Babe didn't do this simultaneously. This is absolutely remarkable. Thanks, James. Of course, it's always good to have... My, my people's in the studio, of course, with Monica, James, Simone, Tyrus, you in the back, producing. Uh, look, Grand Apollo was up here too, guys. Y'all met him. Yeah, and yeah, they met him, by the way, guys. Uh, Grand Apollo, famous director, well, coming up director, artist, getting ready for faster. Look, that movie's going to be, oh, gosh. I wish I could talk more about it, but I can't even talk about the movie yet. So, so good. So that's going to wrap it up here on our podcast episode, radio show this morning, the KLP Aftermath Season 6. Hopefully you guys enjoyed this one. I've had so much fun. Uh, thank you to our our fan base, our viewers, our listeners throughout major audio platforms and YouTube and Facebook. I really do appreciate you guys. Thank you so much for staying tuned. Uh, it's good to be back in the studio from a long weekend, and we've got more podcasting to do later on. Also, check out my uh, Amp Up show. Of course, Amp is the app that you guys can get. Of course, go to the App Store, type in Amp, type in Kennedy Lucas, and then there we go. We've got my latest podcast that I did. One thing Amp is doing is they're putting the podcast on demand. So when I podcast on Amp with live music, and talk about some interesting topics is there for two weeks so if you somehow don't if you miss the live stream you can tune in on demand and you can see what we're talking about on the app exclusive show so again check us out over there i uh, thank you everybody that listened to this morning's radio show from the heat 94.6 the swanky 93.3 and speaking gotta get this one out simone speaking of swanky you follow our official instagram for swanky 93.3 the radio station now the heat has their instagram now we finally got an Instagram for Swanky 93.3, the radio station. We post radio content, media content over there. We got over 100 followers right now because we just started it. But follow us over there. Again, it's just Swanky Radio 1. Again, it's Swanky Radio 1. Follow us on Instagram there so you don't miss our content when we upload next. And all bunch of promotions over there as well. So that's going to wrap it up here on our podcast show, KLP Aftermath Season 6, with your KLP Kennedy Lucas and Simone Teagues. Simone, it's always a pleasure. Until then, I always say, stay safe, stay swanky, peace.